Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to $10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 500 videos on our channel. Do you want to see our real estate journey? We got that. Do you want to see our cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi? We got that. Do you want to see travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Hair and makeup tutorials. Got it. Basketball. Got it. Turo. Got it. Candles. Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We made different playlists for all the things we are into, and you can find each of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 152, okay? All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Wednesday, February 15th, and it is 2.52 p.m. All right. So let's get into today's podcast. Before I get to the topics of the day, we start off with screen time. Okay. For all the guys who are new. That is when I and Melissa check our phone to see how much time we have been spending on it so that the week after and the week after that and the week after that, we can dial back on our phone usage, okay? Because I believe personally, if you want to get to 10 billion, you probably have to take advantage of your phone because if you don't, your phone is taking advantage of you. Let's see what we have for last week's screen time. Ooh, let's see. I didn't even look at it yet. I want to gas y'all up. All right. So last week, every single day, I spent an average of I don't know. It's even possible. It's this. It's one in the middle. I don't know what this day in the middle is, but nine hours and thirty-seven minutes on my phone per day. What is this? Oh. See, lo- oh, I know what it was. Y'all got, y'all got lucky. Okay. So the reason why it's so high, maybe I had my, uh, I did not turn off my go to sleep mode on my phone, but it says I was on Skillshare, which is still good though. It's still good. This is like the best number one app to have is 
eight hours and 44 minutes. Skillshare is an app where pretty much other people who have skills share them with you and you learn different things you did not know before. And then my next use app was Photos and then Safari. That's kind of crazy. So that day on Wednesday, which I spent 16 hours on my phone, I only, I only used YouTube for one hour and five minutes. And then I also did not use Instagram for more than an hour that day for only 32 minutes on Wednesday. So obviously this is all skewed, but you know, whatever. Look at the other days. The day before that was 11. Why is Skillshare so high each day? I guess I'm watching those videos. Listen, I'm trying to get my back. I'm getting my back. I'm taking advantage of my phone. But this is, it's, 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 it's an asterisk next to this one. Asterisk. The day I did not use Skillshare, my phone usage was seven hours and five minutes that day. So, yes, yeah, about seven hours to nine hours still. So, uh, calendar was an hour and 12 minutes. That's kind of high. Square payroll. What is square payroll? I don't even know what app that is. Every day I picked up my phone on average 181 times. Sheesh. Sheesh. I don't even know why. I don't even know why you acting like yours not gonna say 200. Okay. My first use app after pickup was Safari, then Square, then Photos, and then Instagram. Okay. Now, Melissa, what is your screen time for last week since you over there all hyped up? Well, mm -hmm. I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> last week I spent five. We don't care. We don't care. Hater. No one cares. Hater. <laughs> what? what I spent five hours and 57 minutes. We know that's on cap. Average on my phone every day. We know that's cap. So, most used app was Instagram for six hours and 50 minutes. Then Gmail for three hours and 36 minutes. Camera for three hours. Photo vlog. Three hours on TikTok. Two and a half on messages. Two hours on Square which I think is funny, and two hours on music. Mm, that's that's why mine is so high, because I use my phone to take oh, orders. Oh, yeah. And oh, you sure. use your, that's what it was. Oh, sure. So then why is mine also say two hours? Because we didn't use yours for that. You only use yours on the weekend. Mm, a little bit. Right, exactly. Exactly. Anyways, anyways, exactly. Anyways. Let me check oh, mine again. I'll tell you that, too. Um, I didn't have the square reader set up when I first got there on, on, on Sunday. So I used my phone, and it was like, <gasps> so like, like, that, like, like they tapped it on there, and it worked. Damn. Somebody used their phone to tap to my phone, and somebody used their card. Wow. And both worked. That's crazy. Um, what else? First used app after pickup is Gmail, then Messages, Instagram, and then finally Square. And I had uh, an average of one hundred and eighty-two pickups. Damn. So you need therapy for that. You need therapy, obviously. It's okay. Actually, is it 181 times on average? Right. Or Mine is so that means that you that means you picked it up more than one time, Fine. more Seven, than me. I said one time a day. No, you did not say that. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. You'll literally hear it back when you listen to the. I won't, because you didn't say it. You picked up your phone seven more times than me. Total. That's still so one more. more day, that's seven. I picked up my phone one more time a day. Listen, we have intervention for one you. One more time a day. Listen, we have intervention. Don't worry. Listen, we're, you gonna, can, you can we're gonna go to Discord and say Melissa has a problem. It, if you want to say it, this the is first like that. step way, to having an addiction you on your phone? is to admit that you have an addiction. 
you have to say my name. Look, come over here. How much? You're supposed to say my name is Melissa Burnett and I have a problem. That's he's supposed to say. My name. I'll do it for you. My name is Melissa Burnett and I have a phone addiction. Yes. Okay. Now we go around the room. We clap for you. We show. We go. That's when we go. Hi, Melissa. That's when we say hi, Melissa. And the next person goes into the group. You know why I was on my phone for 10 hours? You know why? Because I was helping matter. you out. It doesn't I was matter. helping you out. That's matter. why. Because I was helping you. So now, on to. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So that's screen time. Now we're doing subscriber check. So on our main channel, we are currently at 6,378 subscribers on the main channel. And then on the candle channel, go follow that ember candle co we are at 123 subscribers and we doing numbers on that side our first video hit a thousand views over there our first like long form video the vlogs of everything we do each week is at like i think three of them are at about 200 views i'm just saying i'm just saying we doing we doing something all right on that side now Topic number one, first topic of the day, is Chelsea of last week. Okay, so, huh. as y'all should already see in the title, okay, for Hell Week, which was a fair every single day for nine days straight, okay, Two of those days, excuse me, not two, one of those days was double booked, and then another day right after was triple booked, okay? And we made over $6,000 in those nine days, okay? Now, that's great. it's insane, all right? Here's why it's insane. I'm going to tell y'all a couple of reasons why it's insane. If y'all... Y'all probably heard last week's vlog because it was on Tuesday, which was the day after our first day there. So it wasn't really going like how we had planned it to go. We kind of were thinking like, ah, it's looking real slow out here. And the day that the podcast was filmed that day, it was also slow. It was slow Monday. It was slow Tuesday. It was slow Wednesday. And it was slow on Thursday, which was the day they had this. I have air quotation. People cannot see the video event. Okay, it's like supposed to be a sip and shop and eat and Valentine's Day event. Not a lot of energy and effort was put into the event, but you know, it was still cute nonetheless. We were probably doing maybe like $200 a day to maybe $300 a day, somewhere in that range every day. And we had to think to ourselves, maybe maybe it's not really worth it to be doing Chelsea. Maybe at least not now because it was so slow. And by slow, I'm talking about it was a ghost town in there. Not only was it a ghost town, I was surprised by how many or the lack of other vendors that they had at the location while we were there. After talking to a couple of vendors that were there, I found out that the majority of vendors were permanent vendors. So that means that they are there all year round, no matter what. I think maybe three, maybe four people out of the 20 spots or so, 20, 30 spots, were actually 
people who are temporary who come in and out or on rotation or things like that. So that was kind of shocked. So what that means is that when you come into the place, we'll see in the vlog when it goes up, a lot of spaces just were blank and empty. And they did not really do much to fill those spaces. So it just kind of felt really large in there. So I don't even think that I would say our conversion rate was low. When we talked to people, they would buy candles. The problem was they would obviously usually, well, I mean, I say obviously, but they would buy a small candle. That's one thing, right? Also, the mornings were pretty busy, but after that morning rush, which I assume was tourists who were, you know, once you go on vacation somewhere, you want to wake up early because you want to explore. So you're out exploring the town. That's who we ran into at the fair. So maybe from 11 to one, it was like semi busy. After that though, it was dead, dead. I'm talking about zero people in the fair. Like we looking around, there's not a single soul in here but us. And we're just kind of like, this is crazy. And that one is a whole hour longer than the other fair. So it goes from 11 to 7. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe when people get off work, maybe by then they will be out here ready to shop. I was wrong. Monday, they did not come out. Tuesday, they did not come out. Wednesday, they did not come out. Thursday, they did not come out. And I'm just like, wow. 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 So we try to figure out, okay, what is the silver lining at this point? Because we have a lot of inventory. That's a good silver lining. We experienced Chelsea. That's a good silver lining. Also, I think one of the issues that we had is I didn't like personally. I say this all the time, even in the last vlog or last podcast. I don't like that location we had. And I think... We did a couple of things to spruce it up. Like we added bags on the side of the table. I don't even know if we have any footage of that, but we'll have another day. And it just makes the space look a little bit better. I also think that we need to have a second table because just having one table, even though there are technically three sides at that location for somebody to kind of buy stuff from, it makes it look a lot emptier when that space is not there also because that space is not there because that table is not there you can see all of our back stock our bags our jackets our cart and everything else so that's how it was going a couple of the first couple of days now like i said thursday was slow but i think we might have hit let me just get the exact one. we might have hit like 500 dollars on thursday now granted for people who are doing fairs shout out to the uh three lease project whenever y'all do a fair um i and basing our numbers off of what our projections were for Chelsea. Okay. In my head, I'm thinking every single day minimum, we're going to be doing $1,000 to $1,200. Minimum is what I'm thinking. That was my projection that I had. So that Thursday, we did. Oh, oh no, it's only this device. Let me, let me do all devices. Ooh, that was close. On that Thursday, I thought, because on my phone, I only did 129 sales like $129 in sales. But when I did all devices, I saw that we actually did $244 in sales. So an extra $50, $100, right? So that's pretty slow. So from Thursday, from Monday to Thursday, we made $1,100. Now, granted, that's not a bad amount of money to make in four days. Like it's not terrible, right? But if your projection is to be at uh 12 24 
basically 5,000 and you add 1,000, you missed the mark, right? The mark has been missed. So we had bought a lot of inventory with the expectation of doing and having to supply a high demand. Friday comes and it gets a little bit busier. And not only is it busier, it's busier for the whole, like, it's a steady flow of people the entire day. So that day, I think we did probably, I, I can't check. On Friday, we did $800 on Friday, right? And I started thinking to myself, okay, this is, it's not, it's not bad. Like, this is okay. This is reasonable. The Friday was technically, and you know what's really crazy about that? Not think about it. So Friday, even though it was kind of somewhat, it was still slow for that place, but that's a busy day right now at Chelsea. I mean, at Williamsburg. So it was still slow there. It was just a steady slowness as opposed to like, it goes to being dead and there's nobody in here. So that day we made $800 gross. Now the next day, and the day after that, we made another 800, basically nine, and then another nine on that Sunday, and that's just at Chelsea. So on, in those three days, we made close to 25 to 3,000, that, in that range, I'm gonna call it $2,600 in those three days, right? I think it was 27. Right, in those three days, we did about 2,700 at just Chelsea, right? So again, it's like, it's not, that's not terrible, especially from where we came from, where we was ha no money coming in. And I thought this was kind of funny. I was thinking about this probably the last two or three days. That in December, before we, yeah, you were saying that how much you made for the whole week at Chelsea? No, just the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, cause we did like twenty four hundred dollars on the weekend. Yeah, I did like eight. I did like eight a day. So. I remember on December thinking, okay, what should I expect our budget or our projections to be financially for the next, the first quarter of 2023? And in my projections, I had added the Turo spreadsheet. I'm like, okay, so we could do like, you're probably gonna get like three orders a month from Turo, that's like $60, okay, that's a pretty good amount. So I'm like, I'm trying to calculate how we can we utilize that $60, whether it be for its food, grocery, not groceries, not me in Jamaican, uh, food, groceries, uh, <laughs> towards laundry or anything like that, then that would be good. So coming from budgeting to try to have $60 or even before that when we had even less, it's a lot, it's a lot better. It's just my expectation was not met for the first half of the week. So, for the entire week, I think we did, what, 3,700? 3,700 for the week. So if we did that every single, if we made that amount of money every single week for the entire year, that would be three, six, 12, it'd be over six figures, right? But y'all know we're trying to hit half a million. We're trying to get to 500,000. So. That number is too low for us. Saturday, Melissa was teamed up with her friend Ariel. Shout out to Ariel. They held it down in Brooklyn. I think they did like almost $900. Then Jermaine and I were in 
uh, Chelsea, we did about $900. Then Sunday, which is when it was all hands on deck, it was me and my sister at one location. It was Melissa, her cousin, another location. It was my mom and her brother at a different location. We were locked in. We was all locked in. Everybody was doing their thing. And with all of that being said, I think inventory-wise, we were still pretty close. I think the only problem was we were expecting Melissa's location to be busier and we did not account for where they would be at at that location so having the we had a we had the amount of product we need just at the wrong place and then I didn't really run we didn't really run out no we did we ran out of big candles kind of at Chelsea with my sister and one thing I've noticed since I've been there let's say two things one of them is that they buy a lot of bigger candles at the fair at Chelsea when I was with my, when I was with nephew that day Huh? I think it depends. If it's a tourist, I think they get small. I think if it's a local person, yeah, like they're resident, like either they're live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or they live in the area, then yeah, bigger. Yeah, because one lady came. I was with nephew. That was one of the funniest sales. So she came up. She played the game, right? And she had called over her daughter to play the game, right? So I think she, the mom won the game. The daughter lost the game. So, you know, so that's always the best combination. When one of your friends win, the other one lose. I always say it's the best combination because it shows that the game is not rigged. Like, it's up to you. Either you could win or you could lose. It's not, we not, I have no part in this at all. It's up to y'all. So, and I think it also adds to the fun of it and excitement and experience. So, mom won, daughter lost. So, the mom goes, you want to get one? Right, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get her one. So then they said, hey, call call John over here. John, John, come here. I think I was here for that. You was, you was here? Because then, then the grandma came over too. You, I thought that was Friday? I think so. It was in the morning? I don't remember the time of day, but I definitely remember that. I, re I remember. And she, she, because she, she didn't get the candle for the sun. Because she was like, either he doesn't burn them or he might burn the house. Yes, them. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that day, she bought a big candle. I don't know how you knew that. Cause I'm like, cause something happened like that with me and Nephi, where we were there and like someone came in and bought mad big candles at one time. Oh no no no, Nephi yes, Nephi's example or time of it was the this this I don't know if it was a couple, it was a group, it was a little, the little baby group, but they all had on like fur coats and stuff, yeah. and they ended up buying like several big candles. But the one with Melissa that I'm talking about now, that person bought a big candle for themselves, one for their daughter. The the uh, the brother came over, I think he lost, and they then she came back again and bought a small candle for somebody else it was the grandma. for the grandma, right? They were just buying candles. They it was crazy. So they will buy a big candle like nothing, like not even bat an eye at the price or nothing. That's forty dollars for the candle. Right. Sometimes they don't even ask for the price. Bruh, I be I just I put the candle in the bag and they walk off. I be like, all right, it's here. There you go. And then, bruh, it's crazy. And we charge tax, so that's basically forty four dollars for tax. Um. So I yeah that that's crazy, um so that was that was that day but I have noticed that a lot of people like to buy bigger candles and you guys know that we've been trying to figure out how would we position the wick trimmers to be sold more so I know that we don't push them when we sell candles and that's one of the major reasons why we don't sell as many of them as we could it's just for me it's trying to figure out how to fit that into the conversation without it seeming too 
pushy. So I feel like it's a very, right now it's very design oriented. Where can we put it on the table so that you can see it and it also doesn't just look like, originally, originally my thought was I don't want it to just look plain, right? But I think I've noticed with the wig trimmers, we the way they are set up right now, they kind of look like a pen holder. Like think of like a little box of pens, and I mean like writing pens, and they just sit in there. And I think when people see them, they look at it as more of a of an add-on, as of like an extra thing. And I think it makes it because it's not presented as this expensive thing. They look at it as, oh, I can just grab one of those two. Let me just, what's this? Let me get, yeah, I need that. Let me get one of those two. And that people at Chelsea were just grabbing it. They were literally grabbing it out of the box and saying, I want one of these two. And we were like, all right, cool, throw it in the bag. And funny enough, we didn't have to even, we didn't have to wrap those. Because every time they bought it, we were like, yeah, just put it in the bag with yours and just, because they grabbed right off the thing. So one person that had her, she cut the wick of one of the candles for us. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get this. And then she bought that. So, like I said, it was. We are with, with everything being said, all in all, we are 100% going to do it again. The plan was going to be for us to do it where it's every other week. That was the original plan. Then, while we were talking about it, there it went to we're not doing this again until the spring or summertime. Then it was like, well, how about like once a month? We could do it once a month. The, the the extra large amount of income or influx of money is good. We can use it to pay people back or expand the business. But then after the end of the week, we're like, okay, yeah, this could be a two month time with a two two times a month thing. However, we would split it up. It would probably be every two weeks we would do it. So that way it gives us time to do other things. It's not as hectic. And it's still new. It's still kind of new. We have to get some more stuff ready for that. But I think, like I said, it was it was a really good experience. I enjoyed it. Uh our hell week was exhausting and you know, during the League of Villains League of Villains segment, Melissa will explain her side and how she, you know, uh, experienced Hell Week. That's it for Chelsea. Uh, shout out to my guy RDW who still wants me to ride a bike. Uh, let me see what his last comment has said. Yeah, he's still telling me I should still ride a bike. Um, that's cool. Like I said we're gonna talk about it all back and forth. After doing six thousand in a week on a slow week with you know. <laughs> the way it was i will never i don't want to say never because you never know things can happen right maybe i'll be doing a photo shoot and have to ride a bike for the photo shoot so i'll get back on the bike then maybe they want to do a documentary of messengers that went from being you know a messenger to being a billionaire i'll be on a bike to you know show me back in the day uh but for now i never plan on getting back on a bike but speaking of bike messaging doordash uber postmates grubhub caviar seamless i don't even know how many there are anymore honestly like i said i'm an og in the space i've been here in the space before there was a lot of these companies honestly when i was doing it there were a lot more companies and then they all got bought up by the larger companies that's what that's how long i've been in the game right so the three leads project put out a video okay shout out to them shout out to jelani and grace explaining what I've been saying on the podcast for anybody that has suggested for me to get back on a bike or do anything of that sort, they explained in their video why they will not be doing those apps anymore. Okay? A lot of y'all do not know this. I'll be trying to tell y'all that's every single week, and now they can attest to this. 
people like RDW think, oh, you want to make a thousand dollars or two thousand? Just get back on the bike and go ride. And it's like, if the bike riding was that easy, and from easy I mean the company didn't mess with the orders you get, then sure, I might have gotten back on a bike earlier, okay? But what people who don't do it don't understand is they incentivize new couriers to get on the platform. So when you first get on, they're going to give you orders, right? They probably, and I, I used to do the math all the time. Like it's not, this is, I'm very analytical. I study, I try to make as much money as possible. So I'm looking at all the ways to try and get to the biggest bag, even when I was being a bike messenger. So I would try to calculate how much money I'm making per hour. I would try to see how many orders I need to take per hour, how many they're giving me, what my wait time is on my downtime, how much I'm traveling from here to there to get another order, all the things I'm calculating. I started noticing a trend where depending on it's there's so many tricks there are so many tricks that they do it's all algorithm pushed to make you to make it show that you make about $15 to maybe $20 an hour that's how it works so if you don't work for a couple of days right they start to pick up on what your working patterns are so they will then give you more orders on the day you come back to work. Then when you try to stay and make more money past your working pattern or whatever, they won't give you any more orders. That's one thing they'll do. They'll also give you a bunch of orders when you're brand new. And then once you've been on the platform for a little bit, they're like, nah, I'm not giving you no more orders. Now you have to wait. Or they start giving you orders that are going to 10 buck two. So now you're driving or riding your bike for four, 10, 12 miles for your order, right? You drop it off. Now you gotta, now, Oh man, I forgot about this too. This was a this was a funny one that they used to do. I don't know if Jelani and Grace experienced this one. This one was hilarious. So if it got busy and you got too many orders, they would try and only send you far orders so that you have to then drive and ride all the way back to get back to where the hot zone is. Because once they send you to the cold zone, you're not getting the orders over there. So if you don't already made $100 for the day or 200 for the day, they're going to send you all the way to the other side of the planet and you have to drive your bike all the way back. Ain't you know what they're going to do? Send you another order all the way back over there. And here's how they really get you, okay? If you decline that order that's going to 10 buck 2 now you're not getting an order for another 30, 45 minutes. So if you were making $20 an hour for the day, that whole hour now, gone. You're not getting no orders. And then here's what they'll do. If you're not going to take this order going from here to Alaska, then we're going to give you an order going around the corner for $1.50. You're going to take the order, right? And here's what you realize. The order ain't supposed to be picked up for another hour and a half. But you can't cancel it because if you cancel the order, now it looks bad on your account. Now you're not getting no orders the next time, okay? These are just some of the games that they play when doing deliveries, okay? And I'm pretty sure it's very similar in the Uber space in terms of like uh, being, uh, uh, like picking up people in the car. Because I know this, I know the system has to be gamed every single time that you're doing deliveries by messaging. As I said last week, the only way to game the system is to be doing multiple apps at the same time. But this is a theory that I have. I don't know how they do it, but I'm pretty sure it's somehow. They, I don't know how, but there's a way. I think that the apps, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's tied to your phone or your GPS or how the algorithm assigns orders, but 
I think they know when you have an order for another company, and I think that they will try and assign you orders or not assign your orders based off if you have other apps you're using at the time. I don't know how it works on the behind the scenes part, but I remember very vividly thinking to myself, these apps are somehow communicating with each with each other. I don't I guess I don't know if it was that or maybe they use like a similar intermediary to be able to assign orders to people and the thing that assigns orders to people probably because it's the same is going to assign the same kinds of orders, right? So there are so many of these games that they play and to try and make money, you have to go out and do and try to beat all the games. This does not include all of the expenses and things that come up from doing bike messaging or any other type of this gig economy thing. I don't know when it's going to happen, but the gig economy is really tough to say that's going to be go, it's going to go down because it's almost similar to Facebook and a lot of these giant corporations because their business model is I just want to take up so much market share at of this thing that no one else exists and then be able to just charge for it and make it so much as so much part of the economy that you can't get rid of it similar to the whole idea of being big too big to fail i think that's what a lot of these companies are striving for so it's very difficult to imagine a world without uber at this point right but we live like that for decades before that you just call a uber you call a taxi to come get you to take you to point b or point a or whatever that was what it was before. So I can't really see Uber going away from that perspective. But I do know that there's going to be a shift. Or I I'm strongly believe there will be a shift in that economy for anybody that has to be 1099 contractors for these companies like Airbnb, uh, Uber, uh, Grubhub, all of those other ones, all of them that you know about. I think that there's going to be some type of apocalypse for that down the line. I just don't know what it's going to be in the form of or how, how it will happen. I personally think it'll be it'll be tied to debt in some way that they won't be able to cover their debt because they're always losing so much money. Um, but I think I think that would have to be again some type of economy or economic collapse for those companies to go down because they will be tied to so much people that have money. And when those other people start taking money out, they're gonna be like, "Hey Uber, I need my shares back. I'm selling this. I need this money back now." And then Uber will be like, "Um, well, you can't really do that." And we can't afford to pay drivers and employees or whatever. So that's what I think. But back to the three lease project. I enjoyed the last video very, very much. Um, and I think that what I was saying in the video or in the comments or probably in the last podcast is this. People who are watching the video were under the assumption that you would be doing that kind of work to get to growing the cannabis and the YouTube business, okay? If that's not what you're going to do, that's perfectly fine. I'm pretty sure no one is going to like, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Count you out for that, okay? However, because you guys have already stated that you have tried it and seen that this is not a viable option, I think every, nobody really, everybody will probably, you know, get off your back or just be like, all right, cool, I feel you. Um, because I think that people want to see other people do great, but 
they want to see you grind which one of the reasons why i say in the videos or in the comments is to record when you're outside having the sit downs is cool when you're in front of the camera with grace but the real gold and what you're doing now is not that. The real goal is when you're sitting down in the car and you're saying to yourself, Dad, Grace, it's been an hour and a half and we ain't got an order yet. Then you get your order, you look at it and it's going 24 miles. Like that's what makes the great content where we're like, oh, that's amazing. And then in six months from now or a year from now, when you look back on it, you could actually see that's where you were at. So just having you sitting in front of the camera and talking is good to have, but we also want to hear what you're thinking about when you're in the car. When you when those emotions just hit, when you've been sitting there for an hour and a half, two hours, you didn't get an order, and you finally get an order, and it's for $3, and now you contemplate, should I take it or not? How are you feeling when you're talking to Grace, thinking about what she thinks about it? Honestly, even, and it only have to be long clips. It could be 10-second clips, 20-second clips, with you guys just saying, uh, even when Grace was selling it on Amazon, you could say, hey, I'm about to sell this product on Amazon, I'm hoping that it's going to happen you know, say whatever your expectation is and then just make a little clip about it. So I said, I'm, I always look forward to the videos every single week. Uh, I was I was hurt as a viewer that a video didn't go up for two days for Friday and Tuesday. But yeah, I did drop one after that. So like I guess I'm going to be there every week watching the videos. I am curious to see how y'all first craft fair goes and what kind of angle y'all take with the candle making and the YouTube channel. It's all exciting to me, and I love watching it. So, shout out to you guys. Keep doing what y'all doing. Oh, and then little tidbit. With the, uh, what was that thing called that you were doing? Trading. All right. This kind of circles back to what I just said about people wanting to see you do a certain thing to get to where you're trying to get to. Trading is an amazing thing to do. Like, it's amazing. I say this all the time or whenever I talk about it to you or in the comments. It's great. Make some videos about that while you're talking. Like, put that in the video. When you're up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're doing trading, say, hey, I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning right now doing my trading because the markets don't open up over here. They only open up in this country right now. So I'm trying to get this one trade off or something to make X amount of dollars. That That is great content. I would love to see that. Like, and again, it does not have to be super long. It could just be a minute. And you do that five, six times, that's half of your whole video right there. And then you could then you could add the half of you talking at the end and things like that. Because I want to see the process of it, not just you talking about the process of it. I think that people, me and others would include, would love that a lot. So, but like I said, shout out to y'all. Keep doing what y'all doing. All right. So on to the next topic. It is going to be the loan closing. All right. Last week, I said that we had got approved for $1,500 in funding. And I hear this all the time. I see it on Twitter, on Instagram, on all the YouTube, where they say, when you're dealing with people that have money, they care less about amounts of money, if that makes sense. You'll see a lot of tweets, or I'll see a lot of tweets that say, you know, client, $1,000 client. Hey, can we talk tomorrow at 2 o'clock and then Friday at 3 o'clock about this deal? And then uh, I'll schedule a Zoom for Monday of next week. And then it says $10,000 client. Here's my money. Let me know when it's done. Right? And 
I feel like that's very similar to what's happening with this $1,500 from these people because they wanted us to come in to meet well i thought that they were going to have would be meeting people in the office that they work with say hey these are the two people that we chose to give the money to we want to introduce you to this person that person that's what i thought it was going to be right so you can only imagine my surprise when we get there and there's only one guy that we talked to the whole time and i did not see another soul in the whole office we sat in this very baby conference room for maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20, if even, signed what looked to be uh, Microsoft Word documents, and that was it. That was literally it. We could have did that online, and they did not even give us the money when we were there. So they didn't buy anything from inventory that when we were there. They didn't give us the money when we were there. They didn't do anything. And the contact that Melissa had the entire time was not there. So it's kind of like, okay, that to me is really annoying. And the person that we spoke to, I was asking questions about, you know, things in the room. What's the process of this loan application? What's the process of getting the things paid for? This person had could not answer any of those questions. He's like, I don't really know. You got to ask the person that you contact. And I'm like, then why are we talking to you? Why, why are we? What are you here for? That's my brain's going like, I don't understand how you can't answer none of these questions. But you're here as the in-between person for this situation. So that was really annoying. Now... I may have said this last week. If not, I'll reiterate it again. They don't want to give us the money in our hand. They want to buy the stuff for us. It's It started out as 2000 They want to negotiate down to 1500 And then they have to jump through all these hoops for $1,500. Okay? So not only are we jumping through those hoops. We say, okay, how about this? Because since they want to do it this way. They also, they said to us... You can only use the money at two different vendors. You cannot use it for multiple vendors, okay? So I thought in my mind, I would just send them what, who we need to buy and y'all would pay for it. But no, that's not how they want to do it. They only want to do it from two vendors. So I go, okay, cool. I go on one of the sites we use, Avery, make some custom labels. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I can send this to y'all. The problem with the custom labels is that you would have to sign into the account to order it or you'd have to recreate the custom label yourself and then order it on your end. Now, which one do y'all think they wanted to do? Okay. Instead of us sending them the login information for Avery, they said, no, we would rather, we gave two options. We said, we can come there to y'all and y'all can just pay it from our computer or we can just send you the login information. You can do it that way. They go, okay, how about this? How about you send us the stuff? We go, we, you could come in, right? Option number one, we, well, that we gave them. We go in there, you have it paid for it. Or we send you the information and y'all log in and pay. They go, nah, 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 nah. What we want to do is, okay, we want to make our own account. First, she said, send me the pictures of the items you want to get. I'm like, they're custom. You can't get them on the site. You have to have the files to then upload them. And they have to choose the proper materials, the proper size, the proper uh, uh, finishes on it. I'm like, that's what... 
Application the application process that's crazy and it's like 15 items and if something come out wrong then what who 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 gonna fix that who gonna be the one to go all right my bad here's a new you're gonna order a new one probably not it's probably very unlikely that you're gonna order us anything new you're gonna say well can y'all work with this can you just you can't you i know that i know you can see the d but you know just tell them it's an o not disturbed just don't tell them it's do just go with that and i'm like i already know what they're gonna be because they're already hassling us over 1500 so then they go, how about this? How about we make our own account and send you the information and then you fill it out again? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all making this so ridiculous. Then they go, so do you want to like use all the money on, on labels? I'm like, miss, you haggle with us over $2,000. We've been telling y'all we make a lot of money doing the craft fairs and selling the candles and inventory is not cheap. Labels is $1,500. Yes, the label by itself is $1,500. That's all the money we pretty much have that you're going to give us. It's going to the labels. Right, right. It's how, how much out of how much you you decided to give us? Yes. Like, okay, okay, yes, labels. That's what we're going to get. I know y'all, you, maybe you thought you, I mean, listen, it is helping. Let me not say it's not because it does. But you're making it real complicated to be helpful. Like you're making it real hard for the help. And then it's like, what is, I feel like they thought that we was going to get the stuff from Amazon or something like that. They had. Bruh, they probably, right. They they thought that we don't make the candles. You know what? They probably buy the candles from somebody else and they just have them shipped here. We could pay for that. Or it's probably one of them third party sites that you just go on, you click it, you check out as a guest, and you just buy a thing. You're like, oh, let me get, I need, what could we even buy from them? What was something that, that they would even think we're going to get? They probably think about staples. They probably thought, oh, you're going to go to staples and buy copy paper and we order that for y'all. That's what y'all thought. No. We are running a business. We have custom labels. We have wholesale accounts. We have uh, net 30s. We don't have time to be fighting $1,500 for you to, to haggle back and forth over the money. And at the time of this video, they still didn't pay for it. They still have not paid for the $1,100 thing. And you know what? It needs to be here by this weekend. And they have not paid for it yet. This is annoying. This is highly annoying. Um, so they decide that they want us to pay or us to fill out the information for them, right? What time is it? Three o'clock? I'm like, can I, can I run over there? Come on, y'all doing, y'all being ridiculous at this point. Um, so we are waiting for them to hear, we are waiting to hear back from them to tell us what the login is so i can then go in and redo the whole process over again that already took me probably like 45 minutes to do in the first place yeah. that's how mistakes happen and that's how exactly exactly uh, we've been emailing them since noon and we still haven't gotten the login information like from from when you told me that you were going to go about this option you should have sent me right you should you should have logged in right there so then I waited an hour. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, maybe that's her right now. We're going to see what happens with that. If it don't happen, I guess by today, I have to rush order the other items and just save the ones that they're not going to get and be like, hey, yeah, it took too long. We had to buy it ourselves because we need it for this weekend. Like, oh, uh, like, oh, my God. Why y'all make this so difficult? Anyways, whatever, whatever. But on to the next topic for today's podcast tomorrow and friday the plan is to go and do a photo shoot for the candles because we think that the online presence that we have needs to match 
the amount of work and energy we put into the craft fair itself. When people go on look, when people go to look on Amazon, they look and see a bunch of pictures that they have to swipe. They have words next to the pictures that say, "Oh, this candle burns for 80 hours. Oh, it has a wooden wick." I'm talking about in the picture, not in the description. Like you know, on this left hand side, you have a bunch of little like boxes next to the larger picture. That's what I think that they or we need on there. But we also need that on multiple sites like Fair. We need it on. Amazon, we need it on Etsy, we need it on our own personal website, we need it for our Instagram so that we can have pictures to post on there. So we need a lot of photography for the candles. And I think that selling candles online is very much recommendation and also the pictures that they come with. Because you can't really tell the product just by looking at it unless it's something that looks super crazy. Like something that would have to be like uh, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe, maybe if it had like a bunch of sparkles and glitter and it was shaped like a penis, maybe that would work. What are we talking about? A glittery penis candle would probably oh, sell. Yeah, I've seen some of those. Right. Those would probably sell. Well, what was that about? That was insurance. Okay. So we're, we're just going to close on the insurance tomorrow morning at 10. He said that he could send out the certificates to me same day tomorrow too. Okay. So yeah, Melissa's talking about insurance, which is later in the, you know, podcast because... We are a company now, okay? And I'm trying to tell this other lady, we don't got time to be fighting you on $1,500. It really be pissing me off because I, I purposefully try to talk to her early in the day because I know she takes a while to get back to me. And I understand, you know, she has other things to do. But, like, if the I had emailed, she said the login thing at 12 and asked for her EIN. I sent that in instantly. And then um, I, I, I waited an hour. And at 1 o'clock, I asked her for the login information. And it's 3.30, and we still don't have it. So I don't think that she's going to... I don't think she's going to pay for it today. Because we don't have the login information. That means that it's probably going to be paid for maybe tomorrow. If there's no hiccups with whatever is happening then. And that's already Thursday. Right. So that sucks. Right. Now they're playing, they playing games with the thing being over. I'm like, at that point, I'm getting overnight shipping. But I, I, that's the other thing, too. With the, with the roll labels... It said you need a, well, that's not really as important, but you need a 24 hour time period to approve it. So I'm like, if it's already Thursday, like, oh my God. That's, that's why I'm like, <sighs> I have so many negative. You said what? If we're going to. I have so many negative things to say, but yes. If we're going to do, if we're going to pay the security deposit. They could just pay for we we could pay for the labels and then they could just pay for the um the monthly thing at artisans. But what if they don't pay for it? Would that fall into the intangible category? I, it, it would it wouldn't be a check. But that's what I'm saying. So that's the thing. She said her problem was it being intangible. So if you send them a link, will they pay for that? I think so. Like I said, that that's that. My thing is, I don't want to be caught with my pants down. They're like, "Oh no, we don't pay for that." What else can we pay for? And like now, we have to buy something that we like don't need. Yeah, but we need that lotion. Let's get it. Ten pounds of lotion, hundred pounds of lotion. So, um, so right. Like I said, this is. <sighs> would I choose to work with this person in the future? 
Maybe it was more money. Maybe if it was more money. That's what, if it was more money, then yes, maybe. That's what we're kind of building up towards. Right, exactly. Which is why I'm like, that's the only tolerable reason I have for this is that maybe in the future, they, we will already have done most of this process and proven that we are credit worthy to them and they'll loan us money just by signing it over. As opposed to having to come in to do this and do that and sign it to Avery and send you a number. Uh, uh, uh. And she went to EIN too? What she need that for? If they don't even report, does she know they re- they might report? But they don't. He don't even know. He has no idea. He like I think we re- I, I don't think we report. I don't know. We gonna talk to her. She gonna say yeah we report. Oh yeah, that is um where we're at. Like I said with peer space. So hopefully that'll be fun for this week's vlog. And we also have to go to Brooklyn for something for, to Brooklyn for the deposit for the next four months at Artisan Fleece. Um, next on. Tap is Chat GPT, bruh. I think Google's gonna fall, and I also think that I was built for this. So here's what I mean by everything I just said. Okay. First, if y'all do not know what this is, it is called Chat G as in Gray, P as in. We don't need all of that. As in party for gray and T as in there is a Donovan over there. Okay. So that is what it is. Chat GPT. Now it the reason I know it's so great is because it still feels magical when you use it. That was what the iPhone was. That was what social media was. That was what a lot of things used to be. And then it just got so dirty and nasty and disgusting. Okay. When Google first came out, you were like, oh my God, how do they have all the information in the world on here? How'd they get, how can I just go? Listen, I don't even know if y'all did this back in the day. Did your mom listen to have a book of encyclopedias or a bunch of encyclopedias in the house? Okay, that don't count. So in the house, okay, there were my my mom and my dad used to buy the what are they called? Uh, what are they called? Let's call them seasons. The seasons of an encyclopedia, right? Or the segas or the verses or whatever you want to call them. So it would be maybe 12, 15 different encyclopedias because one of them would be A through C. The next one would be C or D through G, right? And in there, it would just be a vast knowledge of information. You want to know what an abracus is? You just go look it up. You want to know what a bergamot is? You just go to letter B, go to E, and you try to find bergamot, and there it is in in there, right? You want to look up history thing? Everything is in encyclopedias. So now you can go on Google or back then, type it in, and boom, it's right there. The whole thing. So that was magical back then. Chat GPT is otherworldly to me at this point. Because I'm having a a what feels to be a legitimate conversation with a thing that could understand what I wanted to do and do it for me. Right? To a at a very high level and can even self-correct and even is very polite when it does it. Okay. The way I'm using it right now is pretty much to write out emails or write out descriptions or uh, comments. There's different things I use it for. I also use it to write code for Google Sheets, which saves me 
an in the, I don't even know what the word would be. In the, in the morning, inanimate, a lot of words, a lot of time, it saves me, okay? Inanimate, what's that word? Inordinate. <laughs> Not insurmountable. Inordinate, I feel like it's inordinate. An inordinate amount of time. Let me look it up. Let me, let me ask ChatGPT. I'm going to see, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask ChatGPT, what word am I trying to say? And I love it so much, I got the plus version. It just came out with it. All right, so what is inordinate what is inordinate okay it says the word inordinate means excessive or unreasonable in amount degree or extent it refers to something that goes beyond what is considered normal or appropriate often in a negative sense for example she had an inordinate amount of work to do in a very short time or his inordinate love for chocolate led to weight gain. The term can also be used to describe behavior or actions that are excessive, extreme, or out of proportion to the situation. That is the word I was looking for. Thank you, ChatGPT. I spent an inordinate amount of time trying to fix the, the formulas on Google Sheets. That thing took me five, maybe 10 minutes to figure it out. I put the problem on there and said, hey, find the issue here. It said, here it is right here. Fix this little, this comma, this semicolon, this slash, and then here you go. And it rewrites the code for me and says it to me a nice way. Like, hi, Donovan. Here's a code you asked for me. Do you need anything else for me today? If you do, I'm here. I'm like, wow, you're so nice, right? Now, one of the reasons why I said I personally think I was built for AI in terms of the use, like, in 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 history there are different people that get very rich in different situations because their personality traits were are leveraged by the technology at that time so for example right now we're in a very media heightened society so people with personalities who are good for media will do very very well economically right now back in the day it may have been something like building or constructing or something like that uh before that it may have been just killing people if he was the strongest biggest guy he would just destroy everybody or somebody like warren buffett who was very um what's the word that they use for him it's not i don't want to say calm but he's his demeanor is very i can't think of the word he doesn't get swayed by his emotions very easily, okay? So when the market changes and goes up and down, he doesn't sell or buy based on how he feels, what's going on. And that personality type can have him become very successful. Also, think about Uber and Airbnb, companies like that. They were built because someone made the iPhone. So now an idea that you had that you wanted to make can now be created through the iPhone. For me, that's AI. AI is that thing to me because my entire life, I'm like, okay, this is what I want. I need this done, right? The problem, though, with that is when dealing with other people, I am also dealing with emotions. So if I am being very straightforward and blunt, hey, rewrite this code for me, just like this. Uh, why you said it like that, though? What? What do you mean? But I feel like you did. I feel like your tone wasn't really nice when you told me that. 
what i just but i need this i know it's what you need but I, I just feel like if you had said it differently then i may have felt better about it and i would have done it and i now i just feel like the way that we're t- this conversation it's become very confrontational right now and i just want i'm like my brain is short-circuiting because i'm i just need a thing done and we could talk about whatever you're talking about later with ai i can just type in everything i need it to do all the time everything just do this for me no emotional response this is what I need. A lot of the things I also feel like for me are. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, are not the best use of my abilities and my talents. One of those things is writing out captions, writing out emails. And again, honestly, similar situation. I hate writing emails and all these other stuff. You know why? Because. We had a whole, we had a supplier maybe like two weeks ago, right? I, this is this is it's so annoying even just rethinking about it. This supplier is who we get our wax from. So I sent them an email said, "Hey, I said I would like an order of a hundred pounds of white beeswax." They respond, "Hello, good morning to you too." I'm like, what? You are at work. Just send, say yes. I, here is the invoice for what you need and go about your day. I don't need you to be like, you didn't say good morning to me today. It's something. What? 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 You didn't say an emoji to me. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. Just, just send me the invoice and I will pay it. And that is the end of our interaction. I don't need all this other stuff. So when it comes to responding to like giveaway emails or even when somebody says, like if we write somebody um, who responds via oh honestly i know what i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna use the ai to respond to rdw my brain works as here is a problem here's the solution all the other stuff is unnecessary it's irrelevant because it's just feelings nobody i don't care about that i need to get like once the problem is solved you don't have the problem anymore and it sounds very obvious but People don't think about that because the amount of work it takes to get to not having the problem, people would rather sit in the problem and stay there because it feels better to not have to try and overcome that problem. It's like, okay, I can just talk about the problem and that's good. So I don't work well in that. Like my natural instinct is to go, just fix it. Just do the thing. So now with the AI situation, a lot of of the things, and I mean AI across the board, not just this. They have AI for pictures. Oh my God, I found something else that I saw. So they have AI, which I did on the group chat, or not the group chat, I did on the live. They have AI that makes shorts for you, okay? That is amazing because I was going, my brain from before this even became a thing was saying, okay, here's the game plan for uh, maybe two, three, five years from now, right? We have all of our videos saved that we've ever created. The libraries, the video, the footage is all saved. And I'm saving it because I want to repurpose it down the line. But I know it would take so much manpower to have to go and scrape each video and, me- and repurpose it. But I also know that we're going to be rich. So I figured we'd have the money to do it. It just would take a little bit longer to get there. But it's going to happen, right? 
And I figured once I had them do it, I would have a person or a company or a software transcribe each podcast, each video, right? And then I would be able to put it into like a log or at that time I was thinking maybe Google Sheets and I can search for particular things. So let's say right now the world is talking about um, the Airbnb business. I can go to this log that I have, put in Airbnb and every single time that I said Airbnb, that video will come up to me and I can see, oh, this is the line from episode 42 where I said Airbnb is a sham. And here's a video of us talking about it when we had a vlog. And I can then pull those and then have a company or a software or a person make shorts about it or repurpose it in some way. That was what my game plan was. Now that I found this AI software that already does that for way less, that can happen way faster. And I can get content out way better, way quicker, way easier, right? So then I saw the shorts thing. Last week, I see an AI software that transcribes podcasts for you and then puts the, 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 the words onto a document. I'm like, I've been talking about want to do this for like six to seven years. I'm like, I have, I have videos, not, I have audios of me and my friends talking from 2014 that I'm like, I have them saved because I know down the line, they're going to be very valuable, but it is, it would, it's so, it's hundreds of hours of recordings. So I am not going to spend hundreds of hours of my life to now go back and listen to each one of them to see what they're about. But now that they have this software, hey, scan all of these audios, tell me what each and every single video is about, and then write a title for it, so, or multiple titles, and honestly, put timestamps on it too, so I know exactly where to find this. This is all AI. I don't have to do any of this. I know what the vision is. I know what I'm trying to get to. I need the things to be done. The AI thing coming up right now is amazing. And like I said earlier, I already pay for the plus version. So now I get the, I got, it come quick. When you play for when you pay for plus chat GPT, it's a lot faster. You don't have to worry about getting held up on uh, the lag because there are too many people on the site at that time. Nope, not me. I'm getting it now, immediately. Okay. So the next thing with AI, if people don't know it's artificial intelligence, yeah, I didn't know what that was. I personally think, okay, I'm saying it here on the podcast. I think that, ChatGPT, probably ChatGPT or OpenAI or some version of AI will be the fall of Google because Melissa and I have sat around and talked about this before. Like what are the most valuable companies that exist? And by value, we mean things you can't live without and how much would you pay for them? So if I told you right now, Google charges $500 a month to use its services, you would pay every 90% of people would pay that. Even if you don't have the money, you would pay it because we have Google Maps, we have Google Email, we have Google Search, we have a Google Login for other things, we have Google Phones, we have Samsung, we have YouTube. Imagine you lose access to all of these things because you don't want to pay five hundred dollars a month. You would find a, you would ride and do Uber on the weekends 
to be able to pay that $500 a month to have access to what Google uh, provides for people. Like, that's what would happen. And I'm like, okay, so how valuable are these companies really? To me, Google has so much information that you can't really move them out the way. This is what Jeff Bezos has kind of said before too. It's a company that's so large, you can jump over them, but you can't beat them, right? At least until now. I see a, a future where AI or ChatGPT or some version of this allows you to buy products on the in the chat box, right? And you will say, hey, I wanna buy a red pair of sneakers that cost $45 that has white shoelaces and come in a size 12. And it'll show you that, those five that you want. And you'll go, mm, swap out two of them and give me a third one, but make it a Adidas, Puma, and Nike. And it'll go, okay, and it'll just show you that. And then you will just buy the thing from right there, okay? Right now, Google is so great because there's no alternative to it. Do you know how redundant and ridiculous it is? They even know to have to go on Google and go to page 400. No one is going to page four on Google. They have thousands of pages on just one particular topic. So that what that says about them, which is kind of crazy, that but nobody really kind of talks about it because they're the only person there. That says that they are not that good at search because they have to show you all these other options for the thing, even though the best things you don't know you don't know what the best thing is to show me. Otherwise, you just give me one link. Here, this is what you're looking for. You said you want this, here it is. But they're like, no, we kinda know what you want, but like here's in the mother pages, try and find it. And to be completely honest with you, there are too many times that I go on Google and I have to go. I gotta like reword my words. Nah, I don't know what I, that's, that's not right. Okay, I wanna get, where's the nearest cafe? Okay, they don't use the word cafe in Italy. Okay, where's the nearest bodega? Uh, it's not a bodega. Okay, uh, I need to buy a pizza, but I want to have pepperoni. They don't have, it's like, oh my God. And it's like, we all know that that problem comes up with Google, but we think it's amazing because there's literally no alternative. Do you know how crazy it is to, to type in one thing and the thing you want comes up that is why people say that tiktok i know a lot of y'all may or may not use it. i don't know actually but they say that tiktok is taking market share from google search engine because when people go to a city or wherever an example of that would be they say hey i want to find me a nice fast food chicken spot you put it on tiktok and it comes up with people making videos about chicken in that area or a fast food chicken spot in that area google is not doing that like, if you compare the search on TikTok to search on Google, Google is like an obsolete version of search. It's ridiculous. And ChatGPT just makes it even worse. It makes it so much worse for people to even try to use search, right? So then I thought about this. Imagine, imagine this. If you want to find a video to learn something and you put that video on chat, you put the what you're looking for on ChatGPT and it gives you the best video on what you need to know and how you need to know it, right? YouTube has that market because they have all the content for the video. However, if there was a way for, for ChatGPT to have a large amount of footage, and honestly, it wouldn't even need that much footage. It just needs the right footage. People would use that all the time. Do you know how so many times I go on YouTube, right? And I put in black 
YouTube couple starting a business that is young or something of that sort, right? And they don't be black. YouTube is like, what is that? A black couple starting a business? That's that. what is that? Here's a white person. Here's some Asian people. Here's a dog. Here's a here's a roller coaster. And I'm like, what? I feel like their search has gotten worse. As I'm saying, am I bugging? It's gotten worse. Where it's like they'll show you like maybe ten things. And then they'll, they'll give you the option to show you like maybe five more. And then underneath is just random shit that it does that you're not even looking for. That they're like, oh, here you go. Right. For you. We think you might like this. Try this. And it's like, like. Where's the rest of the options for what I'm actually looking for right now? It's only five of them. Only five exist. And I'm like, that's terrible. Like, there are so many things that I want to find on YouTube that I don't find. And it's so bad because the YouTubers show me things they think I want to watch. And it's. It's weird because I don't want to watch them. I kind of, I would watch them. I don't want to watch them. Like, how often are you on YouTube and like, oh, I got to watch this. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. Oh, that's great. I want to see that. No. You rare, if you're scrolling, you're going to see things that YouTube thinks that you like. The algorithm is basically like, well, you, you watch his video. So, this guy has the same name as him. So, watch his video too. And it's like, wow, that's, <laughs> sheesh. And again, this is what the insight of knowing that chat GPT exists. If there was never anything else, we would just go, well, that's pretty good. It's better than Bing. It's better than Yahoo search because Yahoo search looks trash. They can't even give, they can't even, they can't even give me what I want in the right language. So for, forget about whether I get the right product or not. It's the right language. And because Google has so much information in terms of everybody uses them, that's their bread and butter. If people stop using them, it's, and I, I was, I'm a Google I, I was very heavy on the Google side in terms of them being a great business. I strongly believe they about to be, they about to, I thought Facebook would be the one to go down, okay? Right now, it seems like the, the behemoth that will survive and low key, no one really talks about this. Microsoft. Microsoft actually is the one invested into ChatGPT. They have been a trillion dollar company with Amazon, with Google, with Apple, but no one really talks about them. They don't really say that because nobody really uses Microsoft. Like no consumer really like uses Microsoft. It's about to die. It's about to die. What time are we at? Like an hour and six minutes. Okay, so about to be finished in a second. It's about to die, right? Yeah, like it's dead. Yeah. Is it dead or it's going to sleep? No, that's okay. Okay. And then this one is badly about to die. Um. So yeah, that is how I feel about Google. And like I said, mark my words, guys. Y'all gonna see. We we slowly get in there to a point where I can start actually using the AI the way I want to. We're not there yet. It's literally just the ChatGPT, which is saving me time on doing bookkeeping and things like that. It's, bro, this cause it, there are so many bad companies out there, but there are no alternatives. We just use them. Like, it's terrible. Like, it's like people hate Airbnb right now. Or people, a lot of people hate it. Uh, Uber. If you're doing it as a messenger, people hate it. But it's like even using as a using it as a customer. Like. Right. It's like what is what else do I do though? There's nothing else left. Um. But yeah. So that is what I think about Google. And I keep saying I you're gonna see a very different Bamboo Project slash Ember Candle going down the line. Next topic is Skillshare. I said earlier, amazing app. I've been using it. However, they might have gotten me because they don't have a monthly subscription. Uh, they only, they do. huh? 
That's weird. I feel like they... That's what I thought. Right? Maybe you need to not sign up from whatever you sign up for. When I emailed them, they said we don't have that as an option. The guy said we don't have monthly options. I go on Google, but you know I can't trust Google. I'm going to ask ChatGPT. Let me see what ChatGPT says. Does Skillshare have monthly subscription? It says yes. On here it says yes. I'm going to say how much. They have to. Nobody's paying that a year up front. Bruh. I don't have to lie to you. You said what? I don't like that they lie to you. It says $15 per month. So yeah, on here is different pricing than what they actually charge now anyway. But yes, I thought it was a monthly amount. I think they told me I would pay $13 a month, but they actually tried to spin it where that's how much the whole year was. So when I emailed them, when they tried to charge me $156, they said we don't actually have monthly as an option. I'm like, who doesn't have monthly as an option? So I Googled it. Right. I Googled it and I see different things. So I think they changed it to only having it as a yearly subscription, which by the way, I mean, it's probably a bad business model because as a consumer, I think it's stupid. So obviously that's probably why I think it's probably a bad business model, but as here's okay, let me explain that. The reason I think it's, they have a bad business model is because they have to supplement their business by doing something like this. I think they don't have customers staying long enough for the skills that they have on there that they feel comfortable having everybody pay a monthly amount of $8. That's what I think. They're like, oh, well, we only have 15 things to learn, so you're going to be done in three months. You're only going to pay $45. But if I charge you for the whole year, for the year, then you know we're going to be good. So I think that's what their idea is going in. So... Uh, but I do listen. I like learning stuff and they have skills to learn right now. I'm doing Google Analytics. So that's what I've been spending my time on there doing for 156, though. That's tough. You can find chat. You can ask chat GPT to find you a, a competitor. Oh, yeah. I was thinking I'm like chat GPT right now. What are some competitors? What are some? And here's a crazy thing. Hold on. Here's a crazy thing about ChatGPT. It knows what I said in the last message and will respond to me as if we're having a convo. I don't have to rewrite the last message and tell it what I said. It just goes, oh, yeah, I know what you said before. I'm going to answer that. But what are you going to say? I think Coursera might be one. You said what? Coursera might be one. So here they have Udemy. Mm -hmm. I like them. They have... Right, that's what I'm saying. I've heard of you, Demi. They have Coursera. That's what you said. Mm -hmm. Um. Ooh, they, why are they talking crazy like that on here about about them? What they said? They said uh, Coursera, an online education platform that partners with top universities and organizations to offer courses, are typically longer and more in depth than those of Skillshare, and some of them offer academic credits. And LinkedIn has a course, LinkedIn Learning. Yeah. You heard about that? They also have Masterclass and they have Plural Site. And just like that, now if I go on Google and ask it right now, hey Google, what other competition do I have? I have to, here's the other problem too. Here's a big problem on Google. Everything on there is written by a human who is trying to get me to sign up for their course on their freaking page. Everything is written for SEO. Nothing is written 
<coughs> with me in mind. It's like, how can I get this to rank the highest on Google's page? I'm like, bro, now for me to find out what I need, I got to scroll through 12 paragraphs to the bottom to read the thing because you can't put it at the top because I will leave the page too soon. It's like, now I just go on here and put it in. Then, because there's no ads on here, at least not right now, I hope they never, I hope they, I feel like they're big enough to not have to have run ads. But, because there are no ads, and they have subscription models, they may have to run ads. I don't know. But because they have no ads, when you go on Google, the first thing you see, don't even be the most relevant thing. It's whoever paid for it to be there. I'm like, I need to find a, I might put on here, show me competitor to Skillshare. First, first app. Skillshare. Like, that's probably what Google will do. I'm, I'm going to check yeah, right now. very funny. Absolutely. Like <laughs> you said Skillshare? Skillshare? I mean, I know I know what that is. Here it is. I'm like, bro. Bro. Okay. What are some Skillshare competitors? The first one it says, Skillshare. Sponsored. Like I said. <laughs> That's what I, I literally just said that. Then it, after that it says Udemy, which is another ad. And then they have, uh, oh, this is not bad. They have a little thing. It says Plural Site, which I just said, LinkedIn Learning, Coursera, Udacity, Code, Code Academy, Khan Academy, EDX, and CBT Nuggets. So that's what they gave me. All right, that's this, and that's that's not terrible. But I had to scroll past. Google is still Google. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I had to scroll past three ads before I could see that. And, and when I put it on ChatGPT, it gave me info for each one right there on the screen. Now I got to click on this and go read whoever wrote something about this. Okay. Um, but that is it for Skillshare. Oh, shout out to my guy, Ty. Bruh, shout out to you, bro. A real one. He just bought four signature size candles before the sale ended yesterday and i think something's crazy about that too because i was just thinking of, i was watching this thing with melissa the shark tank episode and this lady was doing like i don't know 500 or eight hundred thousand dollars a year in sales on some product that she made but 78 percent of her sales from amazon and i'm like that's od like you are beholden to Amazon at this point. Like, if anything happens to you, it's a wrap. Pack it up. You have no business. Like, it's they gonna, they gonna reproduce whatever you make and you're gone. You're out of here. So, I just thought about that. But, like I said, shout out to my guy, Ty. He already bought the four small ones. He didn't buy my favorite, which people watching, but, you know, <laughs> it's cool. I'm not hating or nothing. My second favorite is Wind Down right now. So, I feel you. You know, maybe you're not into the fall season type thing. I, I whatever. I got you, bro. But like I said, shout out to you for that. Melissa gonna send us out today. We probably have five minutes before we leave the podcast. All right. So the last thing I have for today is the inspection report with my agent. Uh, right now what we settle on doing is giving another credit to the person. I think they get in like another seven thousand dollar credit because they need to fix all of those things in the house. Which I'm like, honestly, I think at that point, we're not getting no money back for the house. <laughs> honestly. Um, but whatever, I guess. Right. And. We also have to come out of pocket to put in the water heater ourselves. Which I'm not doing. So I told them, hey, give them a credit on that, too. Just give them give them. I'm not coming out of pocket right now. 
I'll have have one of your guys do it and have them get paid from the closing. I'm not paying towards the house. And y'all better make sure that the house is secured. Because if something gets stolen, I that's on y'all. I don't care. I don't care. So now for the League of Villains segment. Come, come in. Um, I liked, well, yeah, it was definitely slower than we anticipated, but I do think that is very doable. Like, we did nine days straight, and I didn't feel like killing myself after, so I think that's like a really... I did nine days straight, and I didn't feel too overwhelmed. Um, I think that being prepared, like having the stuff ahead of time, like if I was to, to do all the samples and make all the candles and stuff from the week before and have none of that stuff to do the week of, I think it's very doable with um, the foot traffic and stuff that they had. And I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday was really, really good. Funny enough, I don't even know how it is on Saturday and Sunday because I wasn't personally there, but I think it's still doable to manage Williamsburg and Chelsea at the same time. Um, yeah, Grand Bazaar is really interesting. I think Donovan always makes more money at Grand Bazaar than I do. And I don't really know why that is, which I think is interesting because... How do you feel about being indoors? I said that's why I want to do outdoor for the summer. Okay. Yeah, because I was indoors, and the way that the cafeteria was set up, it was like, it wasn't really a good flow of things, I feel like. So it's kind of like, people would walk around the perimeter, but they didn't want to walk through the aisles. But it was a good day for us, like, in terms, not, I wouldn't say good. I think Grand Bazaar, we can make pretty much the same amount that we make at Williamsburg, but in one day. So in that respect, it was really like, yeah, it was pretty low. I think we made maybe half of what I thought we would have made, but my goal was 700 and we did six. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I'm just really tired. I'm very, very tired. I have to still edit the video. Um, oh, I did not journal at all this week, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. My first time journaling this week is today. Last time I journaled was Saturday. Yeah, last time I journaled was Saturday. And the first time I journaled for this week is today. So I liked, I really do like that I have the goal of journaling four times a week because I, I hit it every single week. I think this is going to be week seven. The only thing is, is that because I only have to do it four times, I don't be thinking like I need to journal every day. And I'm trying to get into the mindset of thinking I need to journal every day because I do think it helps my overall mood. And then I'll journal the four days in a row. Like I have to journal today, tomorrow, the day after, and the day after that in order for me to hit my goal. And it be like it it, it definitely makes me feel better. I feel overall um, sense of well being when I do it. It's just I need to try to keep going after that instead of being like, okay, I hit my four and I have to journal again until it's time for me to journal again. Like, oh yeah, so I just got off the phone with um, State Farm with Jake from State Farm and they're going to be giving us insurance for the business it turns out it's going to be i think 150 dollars a month bruh something crazy the insurance ended up being so he actually put um i, I might have told him to, to 
I might have told him to do this by mistake, but he had our um, home address as the address for the policy, but we actually needed to be the artist and Flea's address. So after looking over the policy, you know, I asked him to change it and we're gonna finalize everything tomorrow. But on the phone with me, he was like, yeah, it's crazy. It, the policy, the amount of insurance that we pay for the year went down $500. For changing the location? For changing the location. That's crazy. From from here to, to Williamsburg, That's it went down $500. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So I guess this is a riskier area. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if it's because it was a, it's a house as opposed to... Um, That's, yeah, it's a lot. That's crazy. Because I'm like... The reason it's crazy to me is because we don't know what other things we're spending more money on because we're already here. We thinking about moving, y'all. And we thinking about moving out of here. I don't know how soon it's gonna be. He was, he was, he was surprised. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. You know what it is, hashtag Bamboo Project 2023, the road to 500K. Okay, you can see every single week on the Candle Channel vlog live and in action and with that being said bamboo project out